Derek and Steve present You heard it here second Welcome to episode 164 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek. And I am Steve. And we are back and football is back and we've got a uh, agenda packed full of football and other things today. Steve, how's it going? Derek's going well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're back to just ask me how's it going every time. I, yeah, I you know, it. it's, yeah, it's creativity back lacking. to old reliable. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's going well. Busy at work. Um we Kelsey and I are moving to St. Pete. Oh, we went to law nice, school. Nice. Um, so not too far, just across the bridge. Yep. Um, football's back. There's a lot of things happening. Yep. So it's a it's an exciting time to podcast. Yeah. Is the move is the move? Are you on preparing to move, or are you now in the remnants of a move? We are preparing to move. Preparing um, to October fifteenth, our lease starts. So there you go. Wow. Pack some nice. things up, which is why there's not much stuff behind me here. Yeah. Hey, it seems like you're ahead of the game, though. That's like a month away. So. Get, get, yeah. getting ready early yeah yeah be on you still top have to of come it. visit so i know i know it's on the list it's on the list i have to but uh so episode 164 uh lots to talk about today quick rundown of what we're going to go through of course we have sports in the beginning sports will be heavily football with uh one small topic at the end that is very not football but is different uh in, in a gr- in a good way i think it's very not football um, that's correct <laughs> and uh, then we have our, uh, DM section and then lots of miscellaneous stuff, including TV books, movies, all the, all the like that you, that you want to get there. So, uh, anything else before we get started? No, I want to ask how you're doing, Derek. I'm doing great. You're doing. I'm doing great. You know, how's the new house here? Here, the, the new place is good. Uh, it's a good setup for the, you know, this is the second podcast now I've done. So it's not a, not as, as novel as, as the first one was, but um, get, getting used to it. Uh, commuting is a little bit of a difference, right? Like in my last apartment was a 12 minute walk to my office. So it's a little bit, you know, you, I know you dealt with the MBTA for many, many, uh, years. Uh, It's a bad transit system. It's it's not a good transit system. It's one of the Um, worst. Are are you aware that the orange line is shut down entirely? Like I have seen the whole orange line is shut down. I don't live in Boston anymore. And I have seen (laughs) more than five videos in the past month of either, one of the lines on fire or sparks yep. or pe- literally people mm-hmm. jumping off the bridges mm-hmm. when they catch on fire. So yep. things have taken a turn for the worse yeah. since I've left, but it was bad when I was there. Yeah. And, and I, I can say, uh, I don't remember, I, I probably didn't include this because it was not a, cause why would I include this in a happy upbeat update about our travels in the last episode? We had talked about all of our travels from like before. Right. right? And the speaking along the Boston infrastructure topic, to get and this is not like this is not an exaggeration. I'm not this. I'm not like you know stretching the truth here. To get from Logan Airport to this apartment in Arlington uh, about a month ago when we got back from that cruise took four, one, two, three, four hours. No way. Uh, four yes. hours in a yes car. Way. Yes. Now, 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 it, it was not there. There were some variables there. Duh. Um. Because we nearly ran out of gas, so then we had to uh, to reroute to go to a gas station, and then continue on our way. That doesn't but add more the, than the moral 10 minutes. of the story. No, tr- tr- this is you don't understand what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, With the clearly. Sumner, the Sumner Tunnel is closed. So, so the the tunnel that you get to East Boston to via is closed on weekends for the foreseeable future. And beginning in, I believe, March, from March to September of next year, it is closed full time. Like. <laughs> All 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it is closed for six months next year. So that'll be fun. Um, but so basically, because the summer tunnel is closed, you have to take the Callahan tunnel um, to get back out of East Boston, unless you want to just like go, you know, inland north, like, you know, you, to get back to the Boston side across the water, you need to take the Callahan tunnel. And I kid you not, four different times on this journey, as we were approaching the only place that cars were funneling toward, like an exit you need to go to to get to the Callahan tunnel. They close the exit like a cop just pulls up and just like sta- blocks the exit. And it's like, nope, keep going. And and a whole bunch and cars would just go and do a U-turn at the next available U-turn and get back into the madness of the airport oh and be God. funneled out into where everybody was like starting from. It was I, it was unlike anything I'd ever seen. And that mm. was just like and that's just the driving part and, and not even the transit part. Are so we, anyway, are we are starting to regret the big dig? Do we regret the big dig? They, I think we're paying for it now. We're paying for it. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's time. It's time to pay it back. Well, I'm sorry um, to deal with that. So anyway, otherwise, uh, life is good, and and I don't live along the orange line, so that was just more of a tangential thing. The red line's been okay; it's been decent enough. So. The orange line's um, the wor- probably the worst public transit in America, I think. Probably. And it was just re- it was all redone. Like they 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 basically made tons of improvements to it, and then it started catching on fire. So, <laughs> so yeah, so that that's the way it is there. Um, but all that said, I think it is time to shift into the first segment of the podcast today, which is as always. Sports. Sports. The Monster Jam. All right. So, uh, sports. We're coming off the first week of NFL games, which was long awaited. I know in our last episode, we literally referred to the sports section as summertime sadness because that's what yeah. we were dealing with with our teams having lost in championship rounds. And uh, your baseball team has turned it around a bit, but mine hasn't. Um, yeah. But nonetheless, we were all looking forward to football season. So, Week one is now behind us, and a couple of weeks of college football are behind us. We'll get to that afterwards. We'll start with the NFL. Um, we got a list of topics here, Steve. I mean, we don't have to go down these in order. Anything you want to start with um, in particular wanna, from week one? There is. I would like to just com- – to, and we've recognized it multiple times, I, but I just love that I have taken your life in terms you of have. sports. Yes, you have. Since I left Boston, my – Football teams won the Super Bowl. Hockey teams won two. Uh, Stanley Cups. Uh, baseball teams made it to the World Series. Is very good. Mm-hmm. And your and we also got Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. We like have mm-hmm. your players. Yeah. Um. And so uh, we've done all that before. I just enjoy saying it out loud. Um, yeah. But the beginning of a season, I have this like hopefulness but also confidence that we'll make the playoffs and it's just you know it's just this ease i watch football with such ease now and i i don't want to take that for granted because i also watch the pats and i know that feeling when your team is just not performing even though you should be good like you've got like a Jameis type character who's like why aren't you as good as you're supposed to be (laughs) Um, i like mac jones anyway i just wanted to I just find it so weird that I'm now living in this like comfort are. football life just because Tom Brady <laughs> and now you're in this like old school Buccaneers. Like, why can't we Solely win? Solely because of him. Solely because of him. And and, and definitely don't take that for granted because th- this was the like we talked about this multiple times before. This was the argu- this was like what got me riled up during the Brady era in New England at Patriots fans. Th- this this riled me up always was like like there there were times like in Brady's. In 2018, like the last year that he won a Super Bowl in New England, I went to a game during that regular season, like late in the regular season. It was like a it was like a late November or maybe maybe even December game. And there were people in the tailgating lot that were just like the Pats suck. Like there's no way this team wins a Super Bowl. And for the record, they won the Super Bowl. Right. But they they weren't dominant all season. You know, they weren't their normal like they didn't go freaking 14 and two. Right. And it's like. I cannot believe that you like this is me at the time. It's like, how are you all just taking this for granted? You're literally yeah. standing here like Brady's still your quarterback. You still have a chance to win the Super Bowl every freaking year that he's your quarterback. And you're just sitting here complaining about how much the team sucks. Like, yeah. wait until five years from now. Like, there just are, wait. Right. There are and whole then, generations you know, of Pats fans, literally probably yeah. kids who are 15 years old, who have yeah. never oh, seen totally. a bad football team. Totally. And totally. I am just excited to watch them have to deal with it i mean we're because we're, we're not we're not young <laughs> like, no. like we're, we're over 30 now and it's like I, I barely remember like i i don't have strong memories of the pre-brady era like i couldn't sit there and be like oh yeah i remember watching all 16 games of drew bledsoe in, in 2000 right like no like i don't remember that i remember i remember shades of it i remember like the general vibe but like i'm only barely old enough to have remembered those teams like there's kids that are 20 25 like they don't rem- they literally do not remember anything before Tom Brady. Like they were not old enough to remember that. Right. And yeah. it's like, so anyway, yeah. So we, we have definitely reverse roles. Um, so on that topic, we can start with each of our teams. You made reference to it there. Uh, Patriots lose an, an ugly and weird game to the Dolphins. They lose 20 to seven. Um, you know, Matt, what's becoming a theme to me anyway, I thought Mac Jones looked pretty, pretty good. I, I thought he looked pretty okay but they put up seven points, right? So it's yeah. like, uh, you know, so obviously he's not good enough. Uh, it's not all his fault. Obviously the offensive line has issues, you know, the defense, you know, all this talk about Tyree kill and Jalen Waddle 
and the Dolphins revamped offense, right? Like the Patriots defense only gives up 13 points. Yeah. You know, seven, seven of those points are a strip sack that they scoop up into the end zone. So you point to all these things that it's like, well, you know, you take that play away, you take that play away and, you know, you win the game. But that's not how it works in the NFL. Right. So uh, that is the life of a normal football fan. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and that's what you have dealt with for many years. So uh, not to, you know, overly analyze these games for me. Uh, disappointed by the Patriots in week one. Yes. Uh, panicking. I'm not yet. Like, I think that this team can still be good. I think the Dolphins are also pretty good as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, obviously, I think that the Patriots schedule at the start of the year with Dolphins, Steelers, Ravens, and then Packers on the road is kind of a tough start. And then I think they got a bunch of teams in the middle of their schedule that are a bit easier. So we'll see if they pull it together. But I would state my current level as concerned, but not uh overly concerned okay that's a good place to be welcome welcome to my the first (laughs) 25 years of my entire life (laughs) there you go exactly and so Um, on the other hand on the other hand the bucks the bucks i am not concerned um (laughs) they also win a uh a sloppy and weird game against the cowboys um bucks looked good They, they they've got some things to clean up brady still looks good it's just and a few, I feel like weird complaining, like, oh, you got to finish in the red zone. But I don't know. They left some points on the board. Defense looks really good. Um, we yeah. got, I don't want to, the Cowboys got a few tough breaks with Dak getting hurt and um, some drop balls by, yeah. by good players. Yeah. Um, CD Lamb didn't look that great. So yeah. I don't know. I'll take the win. I mean, Bucks, it's, it's best you can ask for week one, like a sloppy team, things to tighten up, but a, a, a good win against a good team. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm in that comfort zone. I'm in the for thank, sure. Thank and you, Brady's back. If if we have Kyle Trask at QB, I am in, back to <laughs> you watching Mac Jones against the Dolphins. You know exactly, exactly. And, and and you know, I think the other thing too, even even more reason not to be concerned as a Bucks fan is uh, like if there's one thing I know from the Brady era in New England, the, these first four weeks of the season are an extension of training camp. Like yes. they are like, that is a fact with, at least with Brady, it is a fact. Like well, when we were, when we won the Super Bowl, I think we were eight and eight when we, when we yeah. won like eight in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 Or something like and that. And it's like, it, we went on, yeah, we went on a, a huge run at the end of the year. You certainly, you know, it started the year with the loss, right. To the saints. Yeah. And, uh, and that was to the, the Drew Breesless saints, I believe. Right. Like yeah. Breeze was retired last year. So with Jabubu. Um, yeah. And, and so, you know, to, you know, to lose that opener, it's like, oh, wow, are the Bucks not that good? And then it's like, you know, no, they're fine. Um, and so, yeah, the, the, the first four weeks are an extension of training camp. So even more reason to not be concerned. But defense for the Bucks looked phenomenal. So all, all that is obviously a good sign there. Um, going across the league, right? I think, um, I don't know, anything else jump out at you as far as, you know, I felt like this was a little bit of a unique week one in the number of storylines we had as far as like, premier players being on new teams um, right. or, 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 or coaching staffs that shifted and new coaches and all these things. Um, what jumped out at you from week one? I will say this is the first time in a long time that I'm, I don't want to make any rash decisions week one. Like usually you're like, ah, oh, they, they do look good or oh, they look bad, but yeah, there's been yeah. so much weird movement and development that like, all you can say is like, yeah, the bills are really good. You know? Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. The bills and chiefs are really good. Not much changed, but otherwise yeah. like, I think Joe Burrow looked bad. I think yep. um, the the Browns and Panthers game, like, why did I care about that? They're both actually <laughs> going to be bad. Falcons yep. look bad. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot yeah. of middling teams right now, except for yeah, the Bucks, the the premier uh, teams, right? Bills and the Chiefs, no. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and I think it's um, it's probably premature to remove the Rams from that tier just because of Week One. I mean, I mean the Rams should still be there, I think. But I'm certainly, <laughs> I mean, hey, they looked, they got, they got dominated by. The, I they mean, the Bill, the Bills turned it over four times, I think, and they still completely destroyed the Rams. I mean, I mean, mm. the like the Bills gave the Rams plenty of chances to be back in that game and still completely just you know, dominated it start to finish. So it's also uh, a weird yeah. year in, sorry to interrupt, but it's like, no, no, it's fine. 
like Matt Ryan on the Colts. You know, the they're Colts just like, and you're, they you're, tie. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're just like yeah. watching weird stuff happen. You're like, oh, yeah. Baker Mayfield on the Panthers against the Browns. You're just like your brain is just kind yeah. of wrapped. That's in what I'm saying, Russell. You know, yeah. Russell Wilson in yeah. Den- playing for Denver in Seattle against Geno Smith, who right. plays better than <laughs> Russell Wilson and wins. Like it's like none of it makes sense, right? The the Steelers, like who, like. The, the number of uh, people I heard who were in survivor pools that that like literally half of survivor pools like were lost. They lost in week Pick one the Bengals, like, yeah. between some combination of the Bengals, the Broncos, the um, the Colts, you know, like if, if if you didn't grant a tie as a win as some I don't know, mo- some of the rules. But but still, these teams that like no one thought the Colts would even be in a competitive game against the Texans this week. Right. right. And it's like, you know, a lot of a lot of interesting outcomes which is good for the league i mean it, it is good for the league but you know ultimately does it make a difference if none of those teams can get into the tier of teams that is competing for the super bowl which right now to your point there's probably only three that you can have a unanimous agreement are in are in are are, are favorites or, or in the discussion to be a favorite right um and so we'll see if that list grows. I'm sure it will grow. You know, it's week one yeah, of a 17 week, week season, but um, but those are the those are the knee jerk reactions to it. Um, so speaking so, of stars yeah. on new teams, what about yeah. broadcast stars on new teams? Yeah. Too? So so this is probably a topic, and I'm interested if anybody listening pays attention to this stuff. But I, I will I tell pay you, I did not, I did and, not notice this and, at all. And I notice this. I notice the broadcast team all the time. Like I'm very familiar with the people announcing the games, and I like. It, to me, it gives me a big game feeling when certain guys are announcing the game. That's just like I just whether it's subconscious or more. I'm Who paying more attention to it. Gives you the big game you know, feeling. Well, well, so you know, Joe Buck, Jim Nance, Al Michaels. You know, those have been like the the headlining play by play guys and their and their partners, right? Like Collinsworth, Chris Collinsworth with Al Michaels and uh, okay. Troy Aikman with Joe Buck, Tony Romo with Jim Nance, and so. I was watching the Thursday night opener, which, as you know, because of stupid TV, you know, laws and stuff is called Sunday night football on the <laughs> yeah. opener on Thursday on Thursday night. Um, but I noticed it wasn't Al Michaels, who's been the Sunday night football broadcaster for as long as I can remember watching it. And I was like, oh, I wonder if he just like has this day off and he's going to do maybe because there's the Thursday and the Sunday he's going to do the Sunday. And then I Googled it and it's like, no, he's not the he's not the Sunday night football announcer anymore. It's it's Mike Tirico, who's the new guy who's doing it there. Because Al Michaels signed with Amazon Prime to do the right. Thursday night exclusive. It's Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet is the pair for Thursday night football. Like interesting. Kirk Herbstreet like was not an NFL guy until like last year when he did Monday night football on ESPN and it felt like that like kind of like cheap broadcast of like, you know, with the like goofy, like the Mannings yeah. and like her and Herb Street and stuff. Right. So they moved to Amazon Prime and Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, who always have done Fox, like big Super Bowls and like you know, things like that. They're Monday Night Football now on ESPN. Hmm. And so you put well, on Monday Night Football and you hear Joe Buck and Troy Aikman and it feels like Sunday to me. Like, like it's it just like so I think those changes are, are interesting for the people that like pay attention to who's announcing. Right. It is interesting, so, but it's about four layers too deep, I think. I, you oh, know, like, for sure. It's all the sure. same yeah. guys. They just announce at yeah. different times, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but exactly. you're right about the NFL kind of get, uh, being pieced apart, you know, like picked apart by different streaming services. Like yeah, Amazon yeah. Prime is going to start taking random games. YouTube TV wants games, you know, like, yeah. uh, Fox, CBS, all these broadcasts are, we're going to have to watch a, a, a NBA, Sunday night yeah. football game on Paramount Plus, I'm sure. I'm going to have to buy yeah. Paramount Plus to watch a football game someday. <laughs> I'm sure of it. So, it. Someday it will happen. It's like, yeah. it, like because this is the first year. Amazon Prime got into this. And like Twitter was, you know, I think Twitter also had games one year, I remember. Like there was a game that was playing on Twitter. Like you just opened up Twitter and it was like there on the left side. <laughs> yeah. But those have always been in addition, though. Like in addition to NFL Network, like the Thursday night game would be on something else. Right. It's exclusive this year. You have to have Amazon Prime to watch those games on Thursday night. That that's a, that's new territory for the NFL. So it is interesting to see how that might develop. And I agree, it'll really stink if like the end result here is you need to have like five streaming services to watch all all every NFL game in a given weekend. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, we're we're gradually circling back to like cable TV. You know, if you just flip between yeah, your right. flip between your streaming services. You're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I just keep them on one platform and flip between them with the remote. Yeah, you know? it's so true. We took the long uh, road to get back to the same place. Right. How so, it goes. Um, so anything else on NFL? Well, you know, lots, lots going on, but any other no, main I mean, topics you want to touch on? Opening, I think it was, you're right. It was a weird um, week one, but I don't know. We're, 
I'm yeah. excited. Who cares? Lots to watch. Yeah, yeah football's back. Yeah, it's back. It's back. And, and, and it was a pretty good product this week. So that's good. Good to see. Um, college football, on the other hand. Um, Disaster. We're not We're not as excited that it's back. <laughs> this is a we catastrophe. Were, we were excited that yeah. it's back. Um, so this is a very localized catastrophe. College football has been fine this year. You know, lots of interesting things happening. No. Um, our, our team stinks. <laughs> our team. This is a nuclear disaster this is yeah. about as bad as it gets um bc for those who are new listeners boston college football is in a tailspin we yeah. have a game against maine this weekend this saturday night and i'm like nervous that we're gonna lose to maine like it's a must like, win we need we need to you know you're you're, you're <laughs> on the edge of your seat waiting to see if we're gonna maine we're, is a must like, win you you don't I wouldn't say I have that feeling that we're going to lose, but like the fact that you have to like even say that it's a must win is like that's yeah. a, that's in, that's telling right now. So we've lost two winnable games in bad fashion. Yeah, and so week one, you know, week one, you never know what you're really going to get, but you're against Rutgers at home, and BC had a twenty-one to twelve lead, I believe, in the fourth quarter uh, of that game. And they end up losing the game 22-21 thanks to a 90, uh, I don't know, I don't have the number in front of me. I believe a 94-yard touchdown drive that included, Steve, zero completed passes against (laughs) the Boston College defense. Zero. A 94-yard all-rushing touchdown drive to win the game against BC 22-21. Not not as time expired, but for all intents and purposes to win the game. And Greg Schiano. Three three yards and a cloud of dust. He just yeah, hard nosed football ran the ball down our throats and we lost. And it you know you know every year we talk ourselves into it being the year for BC and with and this year that was with some some logical backing. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you've got like NFL touted players. You've got third year head coach who has looked to be improving, and this is now his team, right? Like you, you can't really grade the coach on the roster right until a couple of years so he can get recruits in the building right and so there you know there was a lot of reason to to have those hopes going into the season and you start off with that loss to Rutgers but you know what bounce back you haven't even played an ACC game yet so you got a chance the next week and just brutally disappointingly all of the same issues like it was like you just it was as if they played the game right after the Rutgers. It's, it's as if they got on a bus yeah. and went and, and and took a bus to Lane Stadium and immediately played the next game. And then we just watched a recording of it seven days yeah. later. That's right. what it was like. Nothing was fixed. Not one thing that was a problem in the Rutgers game was fixed. Yeah. And the Virginia Tech game, I thought, was a much worse loss because of that, because it was just showing no ability to improve from the prior week. Yeah. What did you think of the, of the Tech game? You know, so... I have a friend who went to Virginia Tech and was texting me the whole time, and I don't want to belabor Boston College football, but he 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 thinks Virginia Tech sucks. They lost a, a pretty bad game in their <laughs> to opener. Old Dominion. To in Old week, Dominion. One. So we were both kind of depressed, and he texted me, oh, brother, boy, did BC <laughs> suck. Coming from a team that lost to Old Dominion yeah. and a guy who thinks his team sucks, I don't think you can get much worse than that. Um, so... So, our O-line's yeah. terrible. Like, it, so, boil it yes, down to one thing, yes, our yes. offensive line. You can't have a football team without an offensive line, and we literally don't have one. The, yes. The, so that's where I was. That's what I was going to say next, is that this is the only time I can actually remember that this, this bearing to be true. It's the only time I can remember actually seeing the phenomenon of, like, your offensive line can actually ruin the whole team. Like, yeah, right. It it, it yeah. ruins the whole team. Like, yeah. the, like BC has, like I said, an NFL graded quarterback. I'm not. I'm not saying that he's like an NFL star in the making. I don't know if he would have been. I don't know how good he is, but some scouts deem him an NFL quality quarterback. They have an a definite NFL quality receiver who is going to get drafted right. in the first two rounds probably, and they have an all ACC running back who had a thousand yards on the ground last year, like. Though, like the offensive weaponry is not the issue at all. That is how bad the offensive line is. Yeah. And for, for the record, also, that's how bad the new offensive coordinator has been because yeah. he is not finding any way around the shortcomings of his offensive line. Right? You need to find some ways yeah. to, Screens, to get around that. Yeah, right? draws, you, you whatever. You need to implement, yeah, yeah quick game. Um, 
BC's defense looks pretty good. I mean, it, it look it, it really has not been that much of an issue. They're on the field for like 45 minutes a game because right. BC's offense cannot even pick up a first down. They didn't get a first down until their eighth drive of the game. So, Yuck. yeah. So that's that's the state of it. Um, big game against Maine on Saturday. Big game, we're, Derek. We're, we're, big we're game ready, against we're ready Maine. For it. That's what it is. We're ready that's for what it, it is. No, <laughs> that's that's where we are. To. That's so, where we are. Yep. Let's hope we can cover the spread. It's like 20 something, I think. So. Oh let's God. cover the spread, baby. Um, uh, well, so let's on the bright on. side, yeah, yeah, go yeah. Ahead. On the bright side, Notre Dame sucks, so <laughs> that's chill. <laughs> yeah. That it, yeah, and they no, they really, really, they really suck. They really they, suck. And they're they're gonna the, the BC Notre Dame matchup is gonna be like like two and nine versus two and nine. <laughs> like, Love it. Can't wait. Like Notre because their quarterback is now out for I think the season. I think I saw. Well, honestly, maybe maybe that kind of brings it back to its roots. You know, like. Usually it's a one team kind of forgets about the rival because they're too good and they just stop yeah, all over yeah. them. Like if you go back to, all right, why do we care about BC Notre Dame? If both are two and nine, like no chance at a bowl because we hate each other's schools. Yeah. Right, so let's get right. back to that. Let's have this be like yeah. a rebirth of, a, of yeah. a fun rivalry. That's a great point. That's a great point. Maybe, maybe that'll be the outcome. The, the, That's the, my spin the silver zone. lining. In this, yeah. Great spin zone. <laughs> um, so anything else on college football? We're not really going to probably touch on the other games going on, but I'm done um, with college football for now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, actually, there is one thing we should briefly mention, which is that the committee actually voted to expand the playoff. So, yeah. so the playoff will be expanded to 12 teams by 2026, I believe, and now they're pushing to get that to be sooner. So yeah. we'll see what happens there. But uh, more to come on that. No reason to really talk about it yet because it's not it's not easy to really talk about the implications just yet. But um, so there you go. January so, madness. January madness. Um, we got one more sports topic. One more you sports. Cover? Derek, have you caught pickleball fever yet? I have not as much you as need I, I, sh- I should catch have. Despite, pickleball I, fever. I, I, I'm hearing about it. I'm hearing about it. But does pickleball exist in Boston? Are people? I don't. Is are people buzzing about pickleball? I believe that no, they're definitely not buzzing that I've heard yet. But I believe it's 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 made some entrances. I feel like I've heard it talked about a bit. But I have not actually seen it around yet, and I haven't I haven't gotten myself into it yet. But people they, that, that have talked about it rave about it. They cannot bulldoze land fast enough to create pickleball uh, <laughs> uh, courts here. They are it's legit legitimately everywhere. I show up, not not kidding you. I show up at six a.m. to the courts on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and have to wait a long time That's, to play. And there's six courts. Like, like a 10 a.m. Saturday North End basketball game, but correct, but 6 yes, a, but exactly. 6, but 6 a.m. pickleball in the middle, exactly. Of Florida. And it's old guys yeah. who like. I will. I'll give them this. It's a very welcoming sport. If you haven't tried it, show up and yeah. For whatever reason, it's adopted this like very welcoming atmosphere. Like all pickleball right. players are like, yeah, well, where's your friend? Oh, like did, did, didn't your girlfriend show up? Where is she? You know, they're they're yeah yeah. They want bad people to play because they want it to be exciting <laughs> and to be a big sport. So. Yeah. To their credit, it's it's gaining steam. Um, but these guys are good. It's cuz yeah. it's a sport where you can get mediocre at it very fast. Like you can get competitive right. at pickleball within 3 3 uh outings, truly. Right. Okay. And yeah. then you have then it takes a long time to get really good. Yeah, right, right. Interesting. Oh my gosh. Next time you visit, we're going to do golf it. and pickleball. That's going to be yeah. Both, yeah. Yeah, nonstop. Just just go back and forth between the two. I'm about to spend $150 on a pickleball racket, Derek. (laughs) I'm a psychopath. You you got the fever. You got the fever. I have fever. Yeah. And the only prescription (laughs) is a $150 pickleball paddle. And more pickleball. And more pickleball. So, Not just the racket. Those people out there who haven't tried it, try it. It's super fun. Worth worth it to at least experience. Yeah. Do you think there's going to be... Are there pickleball stores? Like... Or are those going to be coming soon, so, or are they just going to be rolled into sporting goods stores? Listen to this. So I'm a tennis guy. I've played tennis my entire life. So I go to these tennis stores and whatever thinking, oh, the tennis brands must be the best. Or like, why don't I look at a Wilson or a Head or a Babolat mm-hmm. or the pickleball people, the pickleball community rejects tennis stuff like it's the wow. plague. They refuse wow. to buy tennis stuff. They refuse. So you don't wow. see much overlap. Even though these, you'd think they have the best resources because they've been around longer. Nope. Yeah. You have to buy all these huh. random stuff. So to your point, I think a pickleball store could open. There's a market like, it, for it. I there's think a market yeah. for it. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. 
business idea maybe. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, all right. So that does it for sports and brings us into part two of the podcast, which is driven by the fans. So All right, uh, so we have time to slide into the DMs here. Slide. And we this have, is maybe this, the best question we've ever had, to be honest. We got, this could be. We got we we, we got pressure. two doozies today, but <laughs> yeah. but the first one's a real doozy. Um, do you want to read it? Or do you want me to read it? You read it. Okay. First question comes from Kim, and the question is, what should I name my baby? What should like I name my human baby? Ba- human baby child. So she has come to the professionals at this podcast. Yes. To choose her baby's name. That is a true, true thing. And she's bound by, I'm a lawyer. You are bound by the names we pick. Verbal agreement. <laughs> Verbal, Verbal agreement. agreement. So, um, so do we have to agree on a name or is it like? No, I think we, okay, we can okay. debate it and she can pick. But her name right, is right, Kim, gotcha. okay. Kim Curtis. We knew her as Kim yep. Curtis in uh, Boston, Boston College. One of my right. best friends in college, and um, she's now Kim Curtis Rossi. So those okay. are the names you get to work with. Curtis Rossi is going to be the last name, or Rossi or Curtis. I'm not sure if they're right, right, right. Or, or whatever. Okay, I'm going to so, assume it's blank Curtis Rossi. Right. Okay. So obvious first two candidates are Curtis and Ross. I said those the same. Are, those thing. would be my first two picks. <laughs> yes, so. I think it should be Ross. I think it should be Curtis Ross, Curtis Rossi. I love that. Uh, yes. that. That is that's my pick. <laughs> Curtis Ross, Curtis Rossi. So, and if you you could do Curtis Ross, Curtis, or Curtis Ross Rossi, but yep, Curtis Ross, I think, is the way you got to do it. Yeah, yeah, I agree, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. That, that's yeah. Well, if you want to yeah. take that one, then I'll take. A, I have I have another good backup. <laughs> okay, another okay. Let's, yeah, really good backup is Steven. Oh, you should name your baby Steven Curtis Rossi. What that's do you think, interesting. Derek? I think that's a good one. Steven. Where'd you think of that? I know it just came to me. I thought, you know, yeah. I know it Kim like very a, well. I, mean, I know her very well. Feels I like think, a name. Yeah. You know, just it just fits. Just a good that, name. I, I I agree. I think I think that, that that's a good that's a good runner up to Curtis Ross. And if Curtis it's a good Rossi. Yeah, to Curtis, <laughs> Curtis Ross, Curtis Rossi. Uh, yeah. a good backup. Uh, a good backup would be yeah. uh Stephanie if it's a girl. Oh, yep. True. Yeah, we kind of yeah. were, were guy-centric with those names. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like those picks. So, yeah. sounds like you got a few to choose from, so good luck, Kim. You got Kim. a few to choose uh, from. Or you could pick, like, Denver or Battery or some, like, millennial name or something. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, <Super> yeah. <laughs> Aspen. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of good ones, so... Um, so there you go. Hopefully that was helpful. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm so excited yeah. for her. Congratulations, yeah. by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I hope, wish you a, a happy, healthy uh, childbirth and can't wait to meet your lovely bundle of joy. Absolutely. Agreed. Um, so second question uh, comes from Anonymous. You want to read this one? I do. I think this is a great question. This is it? Yeah. Who would win in a war between Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings characters? Hmm. And that's all we got. I'm not. I'm, I'm assuming this is like yeah. the world of characters, not necessarily right. like the main. Not like Jon Snow like, versus yeah. One Gandalf. massive war, a massive war yeah. between all of the all of the characters. Yes. Um. Does Lord Lord of the Rings has dragons? Correct. I. It, it definitely don't does because the there's dragons yeah, that are in do. like the caves and the hobbits and stuff. Yeah. So. But yeah, I don't but are they like, the, are like, they like the Game of Thrones dragons? dragons? Yeah, yeah, they're not like battle you know? dragons. And like you know, Game of Thrones. If we're gonna you know talk about all the characters, they have like fire dragons and ice dragons. You know, it's true. So, uh, but I feel like Lord of the Rings does have more like magic. I thought so too, right? but then like, like, like they they it's got oh, more yeah, magic. If you if you take out the dragons, they both have dragons, so dragons cancel out. Right, right. Other than, like, kind of showy magic in Game of Thrones, there's not mm-hmm. much, like, besides the White Walkers. Right. There's not much Gandalf-type magics, like like yeah. wizards, you know? Right. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, 
yeah the honestly the the magic is pretty dispersed like like it's kind of like sporadic in game of thrones yeah. it's mostly like it's mostly rooted in like what feels like more like just kind of viking-esque characters you know yeah um but they're all f- fantastic in battle though that's the thing is like when it comes to the hand-to-hand battle like game of thrones has it in a landslide i think i think i mean i don't know you got the like you got legolas like, you got the orcs that's you got, true I don't they know. got a lot of good yeah they yeah they got that's true. There's, there's a lot more of creatures. Yeah. There's more fantasy. There's more creatures. Stuff. Yeah. There's more battle enabled creatures. <laughs> yes. In Game of Thrones. Battle and there's more non. And I think there's and there's def, I think there's better there's archers trees. In, in Lord of the Rings. Totally. And there's those trees like, like, that stomp around. Yep. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's true. Um, <laughs> wow. That's true. And the ghosts. There's like a scene with ghosts. Right. They attack. Yeah. I haven't seen Lord mm. of the Rings in a long time. Clearly. Me neither. A long yeah. time. Um, <laughs> oh man. I, so. I still think I lean towards Game of Thrones only because, and, and I'm backtracking to your earlier assertion. I think I I, I don't want to give the cancellation of the dragons. I think the Game of Thrones dragons have a big edge over the Lord of the Rings dragons. That's fair. And point. I think it's fair take. And I think that that's why I'm going to lean Game of Thrones. But I might have to re, I might have to go rewatch some Lord of the Rings stuff to like really better answer this question. So I, can, I will say I, I will go the, do that. <laughs> we're going to talk about House of the Dragon, the new Game of Thrones, yeah. in a minute, but. The dragons seem like a, a pretty unfair advantage in that time. Yeah, they, they you know? do. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that isn't just like always the game over piece. You know, it's it, they're yeah. the game breaker. And I don't know if right. I don't know if Lord of the Rings has the game breaker. I think you're right. There are dragons. Yeah. I don't know if you can ride them and kill whoever you want right. with them. So <laughs> I'm still going Lord of the Rings. I think there's I think there's more there's more ways to win a fight. That's yeah. Than Game of Thrones, which is more like political and backstabby, and yeah, that is true. Yeah, Lord of the Rings has much more untapped potential. Like we don't, we got no clue what they might break out on the battlefield. Totally, you know? they win in a street fight like, every day. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so there you go. There's your uh, question from Anonymous about Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings. So, thank you both to Kim and Anonymous for those questions. And again, congratulations to Kim. Uh, on the lovely uh, new baby that we've given a great name on to, baby so. Steven. <laughs> um, baby so Kurt, that brings us baby Curtis <laughs> Ross, Curtis Rossi. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a mouthful, but I think it's gonna it's gonna suit him well in school Just when he when he gets sense. when he doesn't get made fun of at all. Yeah. Um. So, uh. So that brings us into the next uh, miscellaneous group of topics here. So as you just mentioned, we're gonna start it out with House of the Dragon, the new Game of Thrones series. Um. Picks up right where Game of Thrones left off from a production standpoint. Feels very much like the same people making the show, right? Agreed. Um, and is a prequel set about 200 years before the events of Game of Thrones. Like, I think technically it said to like 190 something, something yeah. before Daenerys was born. So like, you know, whatever, something like that. Right. Um, so four episodes in to this new season. Uh, what are your thoughts so far? So I have a few hot takes. We're not going to spoil anything okay. because I know people haven't watched yep. yet or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is just an individual hot take. The hot new takes, intro, okay. the new intro. Yep. It's terrible. Te- okay, uh, you okay? You said terrible. I mean, this. I, the, I didn't know where you were because it, it would be hot either way. I think if you yes. loved it, it'd be hot take because it's like what? No, like no. But if you hate it, it's also I think a hot take too. It's uh, so. bad. It's like the. I think it's supposed to be blood, but it looks like red paint. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. just like flowing against gravity in a bunch of different ways and like unlocking. I don't know what the heck it's supposed to be. And it, it's so sad because the, they, tr- they clearly tried to mirror the, the old yes. one where it was jumping between houses and stuff. But the old one was cool. It had cities yeah. coming out and you can, it showed the places you were going in the yep. episode. Yep. And uh, yep. this just seems like a Rube, what is it called? A Rube Goldberg machine. Like, yeah, yeah. Just like a, a marble rolls down and unlocks a thing, and yes, the blood so, spills and opens a door, and it, yeah, don't like it. So yeah, I don't like it. I, I, I think that I think hating it might be a little bit of a hot take, but I, in general, I kind of agree with you. Um, my, my two thoughts on that are one, um, don't probably, do the blood if you can't make blood look like blood. Yeah, don't no, do I, blood I, if you I, can't I, make blood it look looks, like blood. Blood looks dumb. It looks like it doesn't. I don't know what it looks like. It, like you're right. It looks like some kind of paint. Like yes, yeah. Watch it's it. Way too Watch thick. It it's, it's like way too yeah, thick. Agreed. It's way too thick. Um, but so on one hand, for better or worse, fair or not fair, I think um, 
we probably are holding the intro to too high of a standard because Game Shut of the Thrones intro is the is the best intro in any television show ever. The song like, intros, is. the song and the, the intro. I think. Well, the first like, one. The, the first one. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Sorry. Yeah, the original Game of Thrones intro that you described had yes. had unique significance every episode and was a production unto itself. Right. So you may. That's a good point. It's the best like, of all time. Like, like it's the the best intro that you get. Right. And so fair. But but that said, like you just pointed out, House of the Dragon is obviously trying to replicate it. Like they are obviously it, it is like they could have done like a true detective uh yeah uh whatever that uh scene, murder scene, show was like yeah. all those HBO shows have like the same firm that like produces their intros yeah. they're like weird and ethereal and abstract. Like yeah. they could have easily done something like that with the music still. But no, it's very clearly one of those the way the camera tracks through the thing and yeah. like it is very clearly the same style as the Game of Thrones intros, but it lacks all of the punch that that those had. Right. Agreed. Now, maybe we're only four episodes in. Maybe at some point it will become more evident what the intros are about. Maybe that is mm-hmm. me like giving it an olive branch to say, let's maybe give you a chance to prove yourself. But yeah, in general, too trusting. I wouldn't say I hate it, but I agree with you. I don't really like it. I think it's not. Uh, I love that the music's still there. It gets me like. Like I, I, the music is obviously amazing. It's some of the best TV show music we've ever seen. But I, I agree. I think it isn't really executed well in the intro. Okay. Um. So that's a good initial hot take. That's my first um, take. Okay. Do you have a take? What's your uh, take? Uh, yeah, What's your I next have a take. take? My, my take. I don't know if this is hot. This is probably not a hot take at all. But so uh, avoiding any plot substance. One of my big takeaways from the first four episodes is that it just makes me even more agitated by season eight of game of thrones yeah like the house of the dragon season one is is re-angering me about game of thrones season <laughs> eight. like yeah. because everyone wants to watch this freaking show everyone wants more of this show like yeah. there was absolutely no reason to rush the end of game of thrones right none whatsoever That's we waited point. we've now waited like three or four years or however long it's been since that finale was and it's back and everyone is instantly watching it again and is loving it and wants to keep watching it every Sunday night. Right. And it's like, and that it just even, bothers me. It like, doesn't even have to be, you're right. It doesn't even have to be like spectacular and we'll watch it. You know, it just we'll has to be just, good. Like, like, just don't, they should have like, just don't blow it up. And they blew it, it up. <laughs> like all the, they, like literally they just needed like two or three extra episodes and they, it could have not been so rushed. Right. And it's like, so that's kind of, it's like, why did they, why did they jam all that into this weird arbitrary ending point they that they needed to have? And now, like, we're going to be watching these for the next decade. They're going to have a, one of these series about every house yeah, in Game of Thrones. Yeah, House of and the Boar, like, House of the Dire And, and, and the- everyone's going to keep watching it and loving it. And it's like, why did we rush the actual original main event? Like, when it was like you were just going to keep making them and making them and everyone's going to keep watching them. That's so that's my big takeaway that, like, you know, it's a good takeaway on House of the Dragon. I think House of the Dragon is good so far. I really like yeah. it. it. It it leaves me with this feeling of like I wish we didn't rush the end of Game of Thrones because like people clearly would have still just kept watching this show, right? Mm-hmm. So that's my initial thought. I have a um, warm take about okay. the show warm itself. T- warm takes are are welcomed. And they made this. I I want to <laughs> reserve it. This is a soft take. This is a soft take okay. because it's All only right. four episodes in. Yep. I am not loving the show i'm not loving it okay i'm not liking it <laughs> i okay. think it's just that's it's one it's very slow and which slow is sometimes yeah. good because you build some relationships and stuff but like mm-hmm. i feel like there's a there it's very heavy-handed like with mm-hmm. the the love thing like oh look at this cute handsome fella i wonder if they're going <laughs> to talk you know you know what I mean? It's like, it's yeah, just, yeah. I think it's a little heavy handed. I think the characters are a little I don't know, overdone. You know, they're, they're a little yeah, too they, like, Oh, look at me. Ah. Like Damon is a little too like yeah. weird and creepy. Also, is he the weirdest looking dude in the world? Yeah. Are, are yeah, you he's one of them? And he's, he's, he's not like deformed. He's just a normal <laughs> dude who looks oh, yeah, weird. Just, who looks weird. Yeah. He's a normal weird it? looking guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I looked it up and I found I, don't know. I, I know one of the reasons. Is it his hair? Is his hair like not? Is his is his hair very unnatural? You're like close. in Game of Thrones, yeah. He has no eyebrows. 
Oh. Yeah, in real life. In real life. Yeah. And in in the show too? I well in the show they're like super dye blonde, so you can't see them. Mm. Uh, okay. But yeah. Interesting. Okay, uh-huh. that, that could be one that's one Matt, reason. Matt Smith. I guess. Matt Smith. Okay. Okay. I just can't, super super unique name. I can't get over his face. In the show, it looks like he's like got like a yeah. looks like he's got like a putty mask on. Yeah. I agree. I agree. He does look a little, little strange. Um that being said, the newest episode they're they're starting to throw some like old school Game of Thrones, like ew, like yeah. weird and interesting. You're like, okay, we're, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're right. getting into the weird stuff now, which is kind of what yeah. we need. Otherwise, it's just who's gonna be king? Oh no, yeah. everyone's sad they're not king. Yeah, you it's know? you know, it, it's it's interesting um, because you know, in, in the early going of Game of, it's almost kind of funny when you think about what people complained about about Game of Thrones in season eight. Uh, Game of Thrones has always been at its best when there's like five storylines going on at the same right. time you know I feel like, like there's like not people hated people yeah. hated game of thrones when it converged to one <laughs> like, right and, totally and the house of the dragon by its nature is really one because like this is one house among yeah. all the people all the That's houses a very in this good universe observation and it, i wonder if it does contribute to it feeling you know it, it's a tall task to pull off to to live up to the game of thrones standard with right. only one story it feels like so, a, you're right it feels like a storyline rather than like a world you know yeah because there would and be whole, the, so you're yeah. Even the crab no, feeder, I was like, cool, we've got a cool new bad guy. He's out <laughs> in the world. Like, I don't want to ruin anything, but like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, what yeah. where's it? You know, two episodes yeah. and then on to the next. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's, it's definitely, you know, to your point about the intros before, it was like, there were times, or especially early in Game of Thrones, like for early seasons, you might not, you might have a real, a, crazy thing happened in King's Landing and then you're not even going back there for like four episodes. Right, exactly. That's how much other stuff they had to cover, right? Right. And it's like that would never happen in this series because there's nowhere else to go spend four episodes, right? So um, we'll see if they can, I mean, you know, I think... It's early. It's kind of a cop-out to say like, oh, like don't compare it to Game of Thrones. like, But like, I think you got to like fight a little bit to make sure you're not holding it to the same, like it's not the same series because they're very limited to this, you know, the scope of one house, but you know, I, mean, I think that they they're need, not, they, they're they need only to, limited, they're only limited they by name. Be. Yeah. It's a, it's a and, world. And, yeah. Well, and the world was happening during this whole time period. Right. So it's like, yeah, there it's a Targaryen centric story, but you know, and we've seen some, some nuggets to the other houses, like in the, in these episodes, like there have been references, but uh, hopefully it starts to span some more ground because I think that's the reason it might feel a little bit vanilla right now. I do because think- it's like, everything's happening in at King's Landing and like nothing's really happening anywhere else. That's a good point. And I do think to your point about dropping nuggets about like other houses, I think, I think they think when they say, Oh, I'm so-and-so of house Baratheon, we're going to go, Oh, Baratheon. I know that name. <laughs> yeah. I know that story. I know all the, instead I'm like, yeah. it's just, I totally like, which well, they say I'm house Dovas. And he's like, Oh, is that a guy from game of Thrones? Like, I think they think we're yeah, celebrating a little, these yes. like, hello connectors rather than yeah their actual backstory and and it's also it, it, it's too it's too many years before game of thrones f- to take that approach right like nobody in the show is like even f- like three generations attached to any character we saw in right. game of thrones like there is no, like so they really need to to scale back how much they're playing that they should only play that as a part of this this show's story like dropping in the you know the uh, so and so of House Stark, like the Lord yeah. of Winterfell, right? right? It's like great, except like Ned Stark is not even like his great 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 grandkid. So like, <laughs> right. I mean, we don't know who that is, you know. So yeah. I, I think that that's something they need to be careful of and just try to keep it as elements of this story that eventually play into the some of the things that you saw in Game of Thrones. But yeah. also, they're teasing yeah. the the White Walkers kind of through like the Song yeah. of Ice and Fire in a, re- a very yeah. lame way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. So overall, I mean, I certainly am not putting it like anywhere near the level of, you know, original Game of Thrones. Yeah. I like it so far, but I think, you know, there, it's a lot to be proven still. I I'm still that. all in. So, like, I I, yeah. I respect this effort and I'm going to watch it all the way through. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. There's House of the Dragon. Um, one more show before we get to uh, Cozy Book Corner. Uh, we'll do this one pretty quick is uh, Only Murders in the Building. So yes. This is a Hulu show. This is a great um, show. There's two seasons of it, right, Steve? Is that correct? Two currently seasons. Live or yes. currently released? Currently live. Um, I've, only, I've watched one season, so I haven't started season two yet. You're partway through season two. 
Yeah. Um, do you want to give the, the high level, high level uh, elevator pitch, if you will, of this show? I will. It's we talked about it before we started. It's you're right. It's a very unique show, and it's yeah. and it's very. I will say, in today's day and age, where there's infinity shows and every show gets made, it's yeah. hard to find one that's very unique. And this one is objectively unique. Like yeah. it's doing one thing that I've never seen before and really enjoy. It is, well, let me start with this. It's Martin Short and Steve Martin and Selena Gomez as the main characters. Yep. A motley Mar- crew. <laughs> Martin, yeah, correct. Martin Short and Steve Martin are veterans. They have been in the comedy world for combined probably 150 years. They are yeah. old and very, very good at comedy. And it shows. Like when they are, my favorite part of this show is when, and Selena Gomez is pretty good. She's not the best actress, but she's she's funny. She adds the like, I'm young, you're old aspect yeah, of this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the, my favorite parts of this show are when the three of them are just like in the elevator and bantering. Yeah. You know, when yeah. they're just like in a tizzy, like yelling at each other and Martin Short's like trying to get attention and Steve Martin's kind of aloof and it just, they play yeah. the characters so well and their type of comedy works so well in this that I am very very happy just watching them do nothing which is a yeah huge sell on this show like if you could watch right. characters do nothing <laughs> yeah. um and then you can you describe the the plot like yeah the, so the, the 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 mechanics of the show are interesting yeah so it's it's you know again in some ways it reminds me a bit of um like you know white lotus and like other shows that pulled off satire without being like strict comedy you know so like the show has like a plot baseline which is that these three characters that steve mentioned um are all like fanatics of um murder mystery or a true crime podcast right serial like almost a direct spoof of basically the theme song of this show is like (laughs) this like very very reminiscent of the serial theme song like it's the same vibe of like the piano and like and so um uh uh the the uh, Tina Fey plays like the equivalent of like Sarah, Sarah Koenig, yes, basically yeah, like, like right. the famous like murder mystery podcaster uh, who they all like aspire to be. And like, she's like makes cameos throughout the, throughout the the show. But um, basically these three people live in this building and uh, you know, there's a murder in the building and they decide to make a podcast, a true crime podcast about the murder that happened in their building. So it's like this, you know, it's a comedy, like Steve said, like yeah. the whole backbone of the show is comedy, but it's not like a, you know, you know, sitcom, like, la- you know, laugh through the whole episode comedy. Yeah. It's like a, it's like, a, it's got some dark comedy to it. It's got actually some suspense and like, you know, crime solving to it. Like they're actually trying to solve the yeah. the crime, but it's got these like, you know, the banter is really what gives it all yeah. its comedic value. And, and you so, follow them through yeah. the creation of this podcast. So like, right. They are searching while also creating the podcast so like you get the comedy from like he'll say like oh my gosh we just found a the the murder weapon or something and he'll be like oh no 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 say that again say that again <laughs> he <laughs> yeah, like needs yeah, to get right, it for the right. podcast and then they yeah, edit it right. and they, it it just flows really well it's a it's a yeah, well done show it's good well done. it's yeah. good um so i'm looking forward to watching season two of that and i know you're already underway but yeah. highly recommend on hulu uh if you want to pick up a show and it's you know short at 30 30 yeah. 35 minute episodes so not a not a very taxing show. You can definitely no. buzz through this one, I think. So. And I'll confirm, I'm not done with season two, but it it's just as good, if not better. Like they nice. they kind great. of hit their yeah. stride. You know, the, the yeah, characters yeah. are developing well. It's good. Right. Nice. Nice. Perfect. Um. So that brings us into uh, the next section, which is, of course, everybody's Cozy favorite. Book <laughs> All right, so Cozy Book Corner. Um, I have two in this one, although one of them is like a little bit of a cheap inclusion because I think I finished it like the day after we released our last one. So I haven't actually been reading this one for a while. But okay. uh, I got two ones that I'll do quick, and then you have a little nod to one that you are currently in progress on, which oh, will uh, yeah. close the segment out. <laughs> yeah. with. So, um, so the first one I have, I actually alluded to it in the prior uh, episode, which is uh, The Last Kingdom, the, sh- the Netflix show that I had watched. is actually based on a series of books by uh, Bernard Cornwell, and so the first one, The Last Kingdom, it's about 8th and 9th century England, uh, Vikings, you know, uh, um, Saxons and Danes and like religious warfare and stuff. So 
my review of this is biased because I loved this show and like instantly was able to get into the storyline because I, you know, not, not so much at a level of like waiting for every detailed thing to happen because these books are way more spread out than the series is. And when I say that, I mean the book, this entire book covers the first four episodes of the series. So like, you know, this is a five season show and like, uh, so I don't even remember like what the, between the fourth and fifth episode of season one, like those things are all minor details to me back in my memory. And that's the whole first book. So there's a lot more detail in the book than there is in the show. Um, but the general themes, you know, you're, you're building toward it. So, you know, I don't have much experience with reading something I've watched. I know that you probably have done that a little bit more, but yeah, we talked before about, yeah. Um, and so it was good. I, I, I really enjoyed reading it. I gave it 90% certified Pattaya, but again, take that with a grain of salt. If it's not your vibe, like that type of a story and show, um, then you might not like the book, but uh, certified. overall certified and this one's actually certified at so 90 so currently the lowest certified then that's the 90 the, the, in the yeah. new in the new rating system in the new rating system you got to hit 90 to be certified i think Love that's that. what we're going to go with so huge um so second one uh uh spoiler alert not certified but uh another good read a gambling man by david baldacci uh, this is the second book in the alosius archer series um i reviewed the first one which was called one good deed um so this is book two in that series this one's really a natural continuation. Like it feels like it's the same book and the same story. Like it is the same storyline. He moves like go proceeds to his next city on his journey in his life. And he's like a, you know, an ex military, like, you know, um, uh, convict that was like put in jail for the, for something he didn't do. And just like, he ends up in these, in these mystery kind of thriller crime scenarios. Right. And so in this book, he goes to become a private investigator basically as like his new career, like after the events of book one, like showed that he was kind of good at that. So, but he ends up in all the same situations. Um, very interesting. Again, if it's like suspense and like mystery solving is your thing and you like to just have the page turner without a lot of like, you know, there's not a lot of like symbolism and reflection and all that, you know, it's just right. like events happening, you know, well, that's kind of David one of those, like, style. He's like one of those turn out a bunch of mystery books. So like yeah, people who read a ton much. just like, yep, I'll read every one of those. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And like, you kind of know what you're going to get as I'm, yeah. you know, I've only read two, but I'm kind of getting the vibe that he's an author that you sort of know what you're getting and it's going to be nothing groundbreaking, but it's, you know, suspenseful. And if, if you're into that, it's like, it, it keeps your attention. So a lot of, I gave this are. one 78, 78 Derek dragon fruits. I definitely, think it's a good series uh, having read two out of the three, but um, I won't certify it because certified Pattaya is becoming rare air. So you got to yeah. save it for close. the good ones. So 70 is not even close. close. Yeah. I once gave something a certified label at 70 something. So. Which is why we had a reckoning and you changed. <laughs> Correct. Your mind. Yeah. So, so there's my two cozy book corners, um, both good ones. So there you go. good for you back on the book coaster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't have one, but I would like to tease Ooh. My thoughts, because I have such strong thoughts. Okay. The current book that I'm reading is Moby Dick. Yep. Call me Ishmael. That's how it starts. I have such strong thoughts on it that we're going to develop a new segment. Wow. Okay. Next, yep. next episode. If I'm done with it, dear God. Um, <laughs> that might give you a hint. <laughs> so, uh, it's the longest. It's the longest book I've ever read in my life. It's so big. Wow. And it, it it we are we are in new territory. Here. Are you are are you um are you someone who will will go to great lengths to avoid the DNF shelf? Yes, like one thousand di- percent. Yeah, I will. Okay, I will. Okay. Unfortunately, I and it's a it's a huge flaw of mine. Actually, I will yeah. finish a a bad book. I I, <laughs> I think you can probably guess where this review will be <laughs> next week. But it's it's yeah. one of my biggest book flaws is that I. I will finish a terrible book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will finish. Okay, a so there you book. go. So it's a good question. And sounds it's, like it's, he loves it, uh, but so it's going to make for a fun week <laughs> next time. Or it's going to make for a fun episode because I've got next year when you finish the book. Yeah, exactly. So. Next, I've got thoughts. I've got for big old thoughts. Three, episode three hundred seventy-eight. A pencil Bobby it in Dick. when Steve will have finished Moby Dick and can okay. talk about it. So, <laughs> so there you go. Um, so there's Cozy Book Corner with a with a little teaser thrown in there. Um, so brings us to two more topics. Uh, the first one, unfortunately, not so happy a topic. Steve, you want to take this one? Yes, I I do. But I I have thoughts on this too. The Queen, Derek, yeah. has passed away. The Queen of England has passed, has passed away, away at ninety six. Ninety six. 
what are your thoughts about the queen passing away? Um, I don't have too many. Um, you know, didn't can't say I knew all that much about the queen. Um, wasn't Fair. really up to speed on that, but uh, obviously very in- influential. You know, ninety six years old, very long reign. Um, I'll be honest, I still think I think it's a little bit weird, like the way that that works still, like you know, that just like yep. it then goes to her son. Sure. Um, but uh, but nonetheless, uh, still sad, and you know, lots of uh, sports sporting events got canceled, and a lot of lot of uh, observations and things like that. Um, but so yeah, those are, those are my thoughts. What, what are your thoughts? I have concerningly neutral thoughts about <laughs> the queen passing. Seriously. I, I thought yeah. I would have any amount of thoughts about it. And I have, and I think it's a, a test of it to like how little we care about not even yeah. like other countries, but the monarchy specifically, like I think I could care less and I, I'm sorry to her. Family, it probably stinks if you're a member of her family, but she was an old person. You know, she was a very, very old person, a very successful old person who passed away of natural causes. So I don't know. It's like hard for me to just be like, I feel like it's took over the world. Like, you're right, sporting events were canceled. It was on every network. Like, yeah. And I'm just like, it stinks. Bummer for for her. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of people hated her, a lot of people loved her. Right. And I have none of those feelings. The same, same. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, Should I have some? Yeah. <laughs> Should I have a feeling? I don't. I. <laughs> you're not. You're not required to have feelings. A lot of people know? have told me yeah. what I should feel about the yeah. queen passing. I've heard a lot of takes on what I should feel. Yeah. But I don't feel any of it. So. Yeah. I. Hey. I'm kind of there with you. Yeah, it's bad. It makes for bad podcast. It makes for bad radio having no take. (laughs) But yeah, Yeah. maybe 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 such an absence of a take sometimes comes back around, and it's actually worth talking about. So here we are. Yeah, exactly. We spent five (laughs) minutes talking about it. So rip to the queen. So, um, so there you go. There's the uh, final topic in our miscellaneous group, which brings us into the final drive. So, Steve, do you want to go first? You want to go second? I'm going to go second because I don't know any of the words in yours. <laughs> okay, I'll go first then. Um, so what I have written on the agenda that Steve is referring to is it says Brett Eldridge at the Music Circus. Um, so Brett Eldridge is, is a country artist. I, I, um, he, I was getting that from context clues, but I yeah. Um, so uh, a few weeks ago, I went to uh, Brett Eldridge at the uh, Music Circus, which is a venue in uh, Cohasset, Massachusetts. I went with Catherine and my parents. Um, went to actually the same show last year, basically like the same uh, event, same same artist. This and is same not venue. the Melody Tent, is it? No, but it is the sister venue of the Melody Tent, I believe. That's funny. Um, I've been to the Melody so, Tent, and it's awesome. Yeah, so it is a sister venue. It's actually the same management, um, and so the uh, oh, it looks music exactly circus the is same. in Cohasset. Yep, it's a circular uh, yeah. stage that rotates, that rotates. That the same yeah, way the Melody exactly Tent is. The yeah, same. yeah. exactly. Yeah, so very very cool venue. I haven't yeah. been to the Melody Tent, but I have heard. Uh, similar things so um, but yeah Brett Eldridge you know he's uh, if you're into country obviously you probably know him better than someone who isn't into country he's not like a superstar people that that don't listen to country music probably don't know who that is as evidenced by you not really knowing what that's. if you're playing at the music (laughs) circus in Cohasset you're probably not a major star Oh, he he is he is bigger than you would think for for that venue. I will say, um, he, like he's a, he's a he's a pretty relevant country artist. He's not a he's not a super well known. He's not to a Kit neutral Moore or a Cole Swindle, or Thomas <laughs> <Yeah>. Rhett. <laughs> Thomas Rhett. Thomas Rhett's pretty big. Are those guys? Um, are those guys? I'm, yeah. They're on. The, they're also on the Google. Yeah, no, those are all like <laughs> those are all country singers as well. Thomas Rhett's actually pretty big. The others are are, are I would say mediocre, but um, but anyway, uh, he's one of the better um, live performers as far as the country artists that I've seen. So good show. But the, the main uh, reason for being on the final drive is the venue, the music circus. Um, very cool. Similar to the, the Melody Tent in Cape Cod. Um, definitely recommend checking out a show there. If you go look at your their listings, if you see any artists that catches your eye like and you see that venue, give it a shot. That's a very cool venue outdoors um, in the summertime. Really, really cool place to go. So. Yeah. So there you go. I, I second uh, that. I, I've never been to Music Circus. I just Googled it. It looks exactly like the Melody Tent. Yeah. I saw Steve Miller Band at the Melody Tent nice. in Cape Cod. And it's, you could see anyone there. It'd be cool. It's, it's worth yeah, it for exactly. the uniqueness yeah. of the venue. Exactly. Exactly. Um, my final drive, Derek, is galas and balls. 
There you go. Yeah. Have you ever been Perfect. to a gala? <laughs> no. Have no, you ever been to not. a ball? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. No. I have been to two, one gala and one ball in the past month. They're, wow. They're the same. It's the same idea. Wow. But right. you wear a tux, you get dressed up, you get fancy dinners, you have a cocktail hour, mm-hmm. and it's it's through work. So like they're, they're big, important events, fundraiser events, or like um, political events or whatever. And I've I've gotten invited to another, so I think I'm on Jeez the ga- I think I'm on the gala circuit. Yeah, you clearly are. It's Three gala season. I know. Wow. So wow. I I don't know why it's on my final drive. I just have never done <laughs> this before, and I need yeah. to talk about it. So you, you need but advice? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I'm wearing a tuxedo now, and it's like I yeah. It, Is it also, time to buy? Do you do you buy a tuxedo? I, I own a tuxedo. Oh yeah. yeah um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Although now that I'm own it it's like a boring black tuxedo and everyone's wearing all these yeah. cool funky ones I'm like, all right right the, the thing <laughs> i've learned about tuxedos is it's just a suit that's harder to put on that's a good point it's just yeah. a way to make men as as angry as women when they're getting ready for a fancy event i think that that is a valid definition yes so not a big fan of the tuxedo to be honest now that i, I thought i'd be like oh black tie cool i get to wear the tuxedo i bought yeah and it takes me 45 minutes to put on the, the buttons literally the buttons yeah um, so gals and balls yeah. I I will have an update on them I've got I, I, yeah I've been to two I need to start like gathering some more and kind of getting the vibe of all of them right not as much dancing as you'd think hmm. not as much Just dancing more, more fancy food, elegance food is mediocre a lot of drinks a yeah. lot of money yep, yep. Um, right right cool venues but um, yeah I'm on the circuit so I'll, I'll keep you posted there you go. and if you yeah. have any um accessorizing tips or anything I should should think about or do at these galas you let me know yeah we're gonna need updates as the circuit uh, progresses and moves forward yeah there's one in September September 30th there you go wow there you go so that'll do it then for episode 164 thank you again to Kim and Anonymous for the questions and uh, to everyone else for hanging with us on the opening football talk and all the the television shows and everything else so that's it for 164 yep And we'll see you next time for episode 165. Later days.